So welcome to Outlier Season of Resilience. This is a special series. And uh, I'm going to have a conversation with Raja Nanandan, who is the Managing Director of Sequoia Capital. And uh, someone who has played a very important role in creating those building blocks of the Indian startup ecosystem. Because uh, I have been meeting a lot of entrepreneurs, Rajan, from you know, uh, so many of them, they all talk about your role as an angel investor and wherever you have been, uh, you've been an ecosystem builder. So uh, more power to you and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Pankaj, uh, for having me. It's uh, great to uh, be here. So, you know, I I really wish these were better times uh, and we would be having this conversation, Rajan, but these are tough times and there's a lot of anxiety uh, and stress among founders. Uh, We don't know how the world is going to change in the next few weeks, months, and years. You've been working with so many entrepreneurs, Rajan, over the years. How how do you read all this? Yeah, so as you said, uh, it's an incredibly uh, difficult time, right? It's a difficult time for the world. It's a difficult time for humanity. It's a difficult time for every single country in the world. And... uh, Clearly, it's an extraordinarily difficult time for startup founders. Maybe, you know, uh, you know, this has been said many, many different times, but, you know, in terms of how difficult it is and why it is so different from anything else that we've seen in a very long time, you know, this is a first and foremost a, a global uh, healthcare crisis, right, and a humanitarian crisis. And it's of a scale and global proportion that we haven't seen in 100 years, right? So the first thing to keep in mind is, we haven't seen anything like this in over 100 years. So the last time we saw something like this was the Spanish influenza in 1918. I think the second thing is, you know, the level of uncertainty that is tied to this crisis, because it is a healthcare crisis, uh-huh. um, is something that, you know, we haven't seen before, right? So, you know, how long does a country need to be in lockdown uh, to really get uh, the spread under control? We know there's one model in China, which is, you know, Wuhan was completely shut down for two months and then mm-hmm. slowly they're opening it back up. But that is China. Very few countries can do what China can do at that level of rigor and intensity. Uh, we don't know whether uh, they'll, you know, whether, it, it, you know, there'll be a second and a third wave. Uh, we don't know how long it's going to take to uh, get a vaccine, uh, you know, that works. So all of that creates a, a lot of uncertainty, right? What we do know is, uh, one the the only one thing we know is if countries are not able to get this under control, mm-hmm. you know it it just leads to you know massive catastrophes, right? Uh, you know, uh, and we've seen that in a few countries around the world already. So that we do know. So you know, first and foremost, uh, there are lots of things we don't know, but there are a few things that we do know, which is how to actually take control of the healthcare healthcare crisis. Uh, mm. Right. So, 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 so I think that that's the first thing. I think the second thing is look the economic impact of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of COVID nineteen is going to be more severe. We think uh, than anything else that we've seen in a very long time. Right. So it's going to be much more severe than the global financial crisis of two thousand and eight, or even going back to eighty seven. So we can go back to the uh, financial crises we've had for the last three four decades. Uh, mm. This one is going to be more severe. It's going to be deeper. Uh, uh, th- than those, right? And so that creates another sort of uh, set of uh, set of challenges. And the third one is: look, it's it's requiring um, everybody, right, to to operate in a very very different way, right? I mean, 
Uh, firstly, you can't get, you know, in a lot of countries where there's lockdown. I just saw some data yesterday that said there are 2.3 billion people in the world today, right? So there are 7.3 billion people in the world. There's 2.3 billion people that are now locked down, full lockdown, right? Yeah. So that's a, you know, that's unprecedented, right? Almost every country in the world has shut borders and so on and so forth. So all of this is essentially is the context. And, and I think the first thing that founders should keep in mind is nobody, and I mean nobody that is alive today, well, maybe there are a few, right? <laughs> you were alive in, you know, the, uh, you know, you you'd have to be have just been born, uh, hmm. or 102 years old to have, uh, you know, kind of experienced anything of that scale. And even even the Spanish influenza was uh, was obviously, you know, let's hope we don't even get close to that level of impact globally. So you're not alone, and nobody's done it. So the first thing as a founder you should keep in mind is that uh, this is not something that the world has seen for over 100 years, and everybody else. Uh, hmm. is trying to sort through this much like, you know, you and your team are, right? And I think that's very, very important to keep in mind. Um, uh, and, and now that being said, I think there are, you know, for those of those 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 of you that have been following uh, what the industry, the venture capital industry hmm. more broadly has been talking about, uh, I think there are a certain set of things that we think are critical for founders to do, and, and we can talk mm-hmm. about that. Uh, sure, sure, sure. So, so, so let's... Uh, do a couple of things, Rajan, here. One is, let us, you know, you have had a long career and more importantly, you have also had a long career in working with founders. You know, you almost like having the front row seat or many times on the stage with founders, right? What would be uh, a war room like and what would be your survivor's uh, checklist? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think uh, uh, you know, the first thing is, like because this is a healthcare crisis, right, and a humanitarian crisis, you know, safety and employee engagement, which were always, I mean, employee engagement has always been important, right? But that is a new dimension to this crisis. Now, one part of that, if you're a founder in India, the government thankfully has taken care of, which is mandating that everybody works from home because offices are shut, mm-hmm. right? With the exception of obviously uh, critical roles in healthcare and and uh, you know, if, you know. Uh, logistics and so on. Um, so, so the the work from home part, which was actually the most important for social distancing, I think that's been taken care of. But I would say, you know, really doubling down on safety and also employee engagement are very important, and that's a new dimension mm-hmm. this crisis has brought about to founders and CEOs. That you know, prior crises, em- engagement was very important, communication was very important, but the mm-hmm. fact that now you have you know several billion people that are working from home. Um, you know, brings a level of complexity to how you run your business that we haven't had before, right? So I think the, you know, in, in previous crises, you know, if I go back to, you know, 2008, uh, you know, I joined Microsoft India uh, September 1st, 2008, right? And by the 11th, mm-hmm. the Lehman crisis and by the, by, by you know, <laughs> I had to close my quarter, my first quarter, we had been there for a month at the end of September. And you can imagine what that was like. And then, yeah. you know, 18 months from there on, uh, things were pretty bad. I mean, you know, constant communication, employing your, you know, engaging your teams and your employees uh, was very, very important in that crisis and every other crisis. I would say in this crisis, uh, employee <laughs> engagement and worrying about employees' well-being, safety is 10 times more important uh, than, than it has been before, right? So if you're a founder, you should be talking to your entire team at least once mm-hmm. a day. Uh, and, to, you know, each of your leaders, respective leaders should be talking to their teams idea at least once a day, if not multiple times a day. Right. And, and being very transparent in, in, in your uh, communication, being very empathetic 
you know, with your teams is going to be very, very important. Because keep in mind that, you know, what most people are worried about today is actually their health, right? Yeah. They're also worried about the fact, you know, the economy and their jobs and so on and so forth. So empathy, uh, which, you know, uh, is is quite hard for some founders, right? This is the time to actually have empathy, to, to really care, right? So I think that's the first thing. Uh, hmm. I think the second thing is, look, being very realistic about how this could play out, right? Nobody can predict, right? Is this going to be a U-shaped recovery? Is it going to be an L-shaped recovery? Is India going to be shut down for only three weeks? Will we have longer mm. shutdown? You know, there are a lot of uncertainties here, right? Mm. So I think mm. the second thing I would say is model out a set of scenarios, right? Uh, for your business. So for instance, you know, if you're in international travel, uh, you have an extreme impact scenario, set of scenarios, right? Whereas if you're in uh, the online education space, if you're an edutech company, then you're actually seeing some tailwind. So the mm-hmm. model out a set of scenarios that uh, that that are that are applicable to your business that you're in, the industry that you're in, and mm-hmm. then what I have always found useful is to assume a worst case set of scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. figure out how will your business plan change in your worst case set of scenarios, right? If you're a startup, if there's one most important thing it's called runway cash run mm. right mm. and mm. you've got to figure out in your worst case set of scenarios how you can significantly extend your runway right so if you have three months of runway figure out how you can get to six months if you have six months get to 12 months if you have 12 mm. months get to 18 months because you know we don't know how long this is going to last right and in, in a worst case scenario obviously uh, you know this is going to last a long time and 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 so figure so that's a number two thing right and i find that even today uh, you know too many founders are being mm. too optimistic and i actually think it's being unrealistic uh, mm-hmm. about how long this is going to last and and what the impact on their business and their industries are going to be right so that's number two i think third thing is once you've got a set of scenarios that you think uh, are what you want to build your plan around, right? Build that plan and be decisive. Mm. For instance, you know, um, uh, cost reductions, right? So, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, in current environment and similar environments in the past, there's no such thing as fixed cost, right? Uh, whether it's rent, whether it's contracts that you have, whether it's software licenses, uh, marketing, right? For instance, uh, you know, it's very interesting, Pankaj. Uh, yesterday, I was on Instagram. I am still seeing ads from you know, non-essential brand categories, brands, right? In non-essential categories that are trying to get me to buy things in India. I mean, what bad way to spend ads, you know? (laughs) Seriously? I mean, first of all, even if I wanted to buy it and I clicked on it, you can't deliver it to me, you know? So what am I going to do? I'm going to go and rate you badly. You know, so, so look, I mean, it's shocking me. I mean, like, what are we, we are in day 10 of a lockdown and brands that are, so, you know, I mean, so marketing should, you know, uh, you know, marketing that makes you, you know, tries to get customers to buy things, you know, it's probably something that you shouldn't do. Uh, and then, you know, you keep going through all the cost line items, right? Um, renegotiate your leases, renegotiate your contracts, uh, you know, really optimize, if not take your some of your spends like marketing to zero. Uh, and then you kind of get to, you know, other aspects of costs that are harder to tackle, right? Which are like people cost. And, and hmm. you've got to look at this entire cost bucket and say, how are you going to reduce cost, right? Hmm. To a level where you're going to double or triple your runway. Right. And, and I think that is super important. So, for instance, you know, even at Microsoft, where, you know, it was a very large company even 12 years ago, right? And Microsoft yeah. was a massive, massive, you know, larger software business, even then massive business, many thousands yeah. of crores of revenue and very profitable. You know, we took very aggressive cost actions, even at Microsoft. Right. So if you're a startup, then, you know, you should be thinking, you know, much beyond that. So I'd say that's a, that's the third thing. I think the fourth one is 
uh, it's been very important in in other crises. Now, remember the other crises, for instance, that you know I've been through and led businesses through have been financial crises, right? They were all financial mm. crises, right? The Asian financial crisis, the dot com bursting of the bubble, the global financial crisis. These are all financial crises. They weren't. This one is very different, as we talked mm. about, because it's a healthcare crisis first and foremost. I think customer engagement has always been important, but it's even more important now, right? Because yeah. because staying very close to your customers. So if you're a B2B business, you know, let's say you're an enterprise-focused B2B mm. company, right? You should be talking to your customers much more than you were before, but mm. you should not be selling, right? Sales teams are built to sell, right? But this is the last thing you should be doing right now, which is trying to sell to your customers because you should, you know, again, you know, be empathetic to your customers. Keep in mind, what are they most worried about? They're yeah. most worried about their health and their family's health. They're most mm. worried about are they going to have a job or not, right? They're most worried about whether the, the health of their company and so on and so forth. Uh, I mean, you can imagine, right? So let's say you're selling to financial services companies in New York. Yeah. You're a SaaS company, right? What do you think people in New York are worried about right now? Not buying, you know, some SaaS product that's going to do some amazing thing, right? So now you should be in touch with your customers, but be there for them, right? Be empathetic and also listen because, you know, listening to your customers and trying to understand, you know, how they're, because every company has changed their priorities. I mean, a hundred percent of companies have changed their priorities, right? Um, hundred percent. It's not 98 percent. It's not 90. hundred percent of companies have changed their priorities. And, and you've got to understand what are their new priorities, right? If you're in a, in, let's say in a consumer internet business, you know, you should be finding ways to drive much more engagement, right? But empathetic engagement. I mean, this mm. is the era of empathy, right? I think companies that survive are going to be companies that really are genuinely going to be empathetic in what they do, in what they say, in how they act, you know, those kinds of things. So so customer engagement, I think, is is much more important than it's been in, in previous uh, sort of crises, right? And then the last one is, look, I'd say there are two more things. Um, mm. uh, you know, you know, from a, there, there are always things that you always wanted to do in your business, right? Uh, like on product, right? There are a whole set of you know things that that you wanted to add to the product, but you never could because you were growing like crazy. Uh, you always wanted to, for instance, get profitable. Right now, there's no choice; you have to get profitable. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. I think the era of negative unit economics basically died in India ten days ago, right? So uh, I, you've got to have positive unit economics because, quite, I mean, first of all, right now you have no unit economics in most industries because you can't ship any product anyway. Um, but the good, you know, the interesting thing, uh, Pankaj, is in businesses that were losing money on every order, and there are still quite a number of them. Not having any orders is a good thing, no? Because you extend your runway. <laughs> you know, with every order that we shipped, you lost money. You know, so 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 I think I think figure out those things you always wanted to do, whether it's in product, whether it's in sort of the financials of your business, whether it's in you know how you run engineering, whether it's in fixing your code, and and take the time to really do that because one of the things we are seeing. Is, uh, is across companies is, you know, they're doing the, the hard things that they never really had the time for, right? But but be smart about it because, for instance, you know, the next two years are going to be about must-have, not nice-to-have, right? Mm. But if you think about those set of features you want to add to your product, think about the must-have features. Don't mm. go add nice-to-have features, right? So, so, and in fact, it's probably a time to de-feature the product because, you know, uh, user behavior is going to be quite different. So that's the next thing. And the third one, the last thing I would say is, is, is narrative, right? What is the narrative of your company? I think every successful company over the next two years will either slightly or significantly change their narrative. And I'll give you again an example sure. from, from the 2008 crisis, right? Microsoft pre-2008 Lehman Brothers crisis was all about collaboration and productivity, right? 
but for two years after September of uh, 2008, I would say for a full two years, the entire business, uh, both in India that I led, but also globally in many, you know, most countries, we completely changed the narrative on how Microsoft can help enterprises save cost. Yeah. Uh, it all because nobody was, you know, nobody at, in 2008, right, wanted to talk about collaboration and productivity, right? They wanted to talk about cost. They wanted to figure out how to make their software and hardware bill and cut it by 20, 30%, right? And Microsoft, given the extensive stack of uh, product mm. we had, you know, actually had a very compelling proposition. So literally over, you know, it took us about 30 days to figure out what our new narrative should be. And by the way, the, the way we figured out our new narrative, Pankaj, is we talked to a lot of customers, yeah. lot of customers, right? And then we figured out what was important to them and it very quickly became, look, every single enterprise in the world at the time wanted to actually reduce cost. So let's figure out how we can reduce cost, right? So another narrative that I think is very relevant today, especially for uh, B2B companies, is work from home, right? And team mm-hmm. collaboration, right? I mean, you know, no company in the world has actually tried to do what every company in the world is trying to do now, which is, you know, have the entire team work from home, right? So, so, I don't know what the new narrative for your company should be, but figure out what your new narrative should be. And you should figure it out not by talking to yourselves, right? By really engaging with your consumers and figuring out what's important. For instance, you know, if you're a consumer brand, right? The next 12, 18 months, uh, I think consumers are going to be, you know, going to think very differently about their lives, right? Are going to think very differently about their needs. So, so again, trying to sort of understand where they're at, being there with them, but then figuring out, uh, you know, how you should how you should think about different. So I'd say that's and last one is look on funding, especially if you're a startup, right? The reality is um, the next several quarters are going to be very, very slow on funding, right? Um, and, and it's for a couple of reasons, right? One, um, you know, a lot of venture firms are going to focus disproportionate amounts of their time as well as their capital that they have in reserves for existing companies, naturally, right? We've invested in a number of companies. Being there for those companies, helping them through this transition is priority uh, one, two, and three, right? Second thing is, look, there's a logistical, you know, second thing is it's very difficult to predict demand. Hmm. How is demand going to evolve, right? We don't know, right? This is a three-month, six-month, nine-month, 12-month, 18-month. Each of those scenarios has a very different implication of a company's trajectory, right? So at this point, it's very difficult. So that's a very practical reality. And the third thing is, look, right now, you can't travel anyway, right? And obviously, you know, you can do investments on Zoom, especially if you know the founders well, or it's a smaller check that you're talking about. But, you know, if you want to write a very large check to a founder you've never met, you can really get to know them over Zoom. But, you know, can you really get that done, right? So there's some practical realities of logistics and being able to meet people. So, so as a, and so, what does all of that mean? And so, all of the, the first thing it means is, look, if you've got X months of runway, double it or triple it by doing the things that you can control, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing is, you know, obviously, if you have existing investors, you know, try to see if they can step up to actually provide you more runway. And third thing is, you know, you know, be thoughtful about. You know, like you can spend all your time trying to fundraise, but if you should spend that time trying to extend your runway, that might be better, right? Now, all that being said, by the way, uh, you know, as as you may know, uh, our new cohort of search actually starts very soon. We'll let you guys yeah. in the next couple of days, right? And we've got an incredible set of companies. In fact, we've already started investing, uh, uh, you know, selecting companies for the fourth cohort of search, which is going to start in November. Right. So, yeah, no, you know, so what I'm saying is, you know, firms will, you know, some some set of firms uh, we'll continue to invest. So at Sequoia, we are clearly open for business. In fact, every Monday, uh, this Monday, we spend more time talking about uh, uh, companies that, you know, specific investment, uh, you know, investment or partnership opportunities than we normally do. Um, but keep in mind that maybe, you know, there'll be a few firms, right, that'll be continue to be very active. But by and large, as an ecosystem, 
there will be a slowdown in, in in fundraising and being realistic, right? So so I would say those are the set of things I think that 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 I've sort of practiced in some of the prior uh, you know prior prior downturns. But those are the set of sort of tips and thoughts uh, that sure. we are sharing. Uh, with our portfolio companies, right? And I would say, you know, um, you, you know the founders who are going to make it through, uh, you know, the next 6, 12, 18 months are going to be very thoughtful. They're going to be extremely decisive and they're going to be amazingly empathetic, right? Mm-hmm. Those three things. Without those three things, you will not make it through. Yeah. This is very well articulated, Rajan. Uh, final uh, thing I wanted to discuss with you, Rajan, is... Now, uh, you know, you have watched, again, I'm going back to the same thing. You have watched a lot of founders go through different cycles. Uh, you have seen them cross the valleys of death and so on. Now, uh, you know, on, uh, when you are thinking of, you know, coming out on the other side, uh, both companies and founders, uh, what do you think is going to the matter the most, right? In terms of resilience or, or any particular traits, because... How can you stay sane as an individual uh, founder or as a company? Because the DNA, the culture, all of that goes through uh, massive changes because of potentially tough decisions, uncomfortable conversations and so on. So what does it take to build, uh, you know, to to get out sane actually, both for companies and individuals? Yeah, I think it's a great question, right? Look, so, so I think I'll go back to what I started with, right? Nobody has been through a situation like this before, right? So I think first thing to keep in mind is, you know, you should, I mean, every founder in the world should know, right? That every other founder is going through the same set of, is trying to think through the same set of questions that you're trying to think through because nobody's actually been through this before, right? So that's the that's the first thing, right? Second thing I think is, look, um, wait and see is not a strategy in an environment like this, right? When you have this much uncertainty, when you have uh, this much sort of disruption, if you will, right? Uh, so, so being deeply thoughtful, and I mean by thoughtful is, you know, thinking through these scenarios, thinking through really the, you know, five levels of depth around each of these scenarios and what actions you can take. That's being thoughtful. And second is being decisive, right? You know, after you've really been deeply thoughtful, don't then decide to wait and see, right? <laughs> Waiting and seeing is not a decision, Right. That's a delay. Uh, and, 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 and because what will happen is, you know, if you wait, then what will happen is you will start making incremental cuts, many incremental cuts over several months. And that is an incredibly debilitating uh, sort of thing for a company. Right. Well, for your for your startup. So so be very thoughtful, then be very decisive. Right. Uh, and then the last thing is, look, communicate in a very transparent, authentic way. You know, it's amazing. You know, as as human beings, if you don't hear anything. You know, whether it's from your family, uh, whether it's from your friends, whether it's from, let's say, uh, the, the founders of the, you know, if you're in a startup, you know, if employees are not hearing from you, they are going to assume the worst, Pankaj. You know, think about yeah. it, right? When you don't hear anything, you're assuming the worst because, you know, and, yeah. and, and you should keep in mind that if you're not being transparent and authentic mm. and over communicating, your teams are going to assume the worst, right? So, 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 so be transparent, you know, and, and it's, you know, I'm very proud of some of, so, you know, several companies that I work with very closely because they are being just very transparent, right? In terms of what actions they're taking, why are they taking them? How much runway do they have? What are they taking to take runway? And, you know, it'd be amazed, right? Then, you know, employees then come along with you. So, so I think that's sort of very, very important. And I think the last thing is, look, you have to take care of yourself. This is going to be a long journey. Right. This is not a two week, four week, six week, eight week phenomenon. Right. The next 
6, 12, 18 months are probably going, not probably, will be the toughest period that you have faced as a founder. And when you're in a period like that, you have to take care of yourself. Make sure you're taking care of your health. Make sure you're taking care of your mental wellness, right? And stay positive, right? And and one thing I've found to stay positive is, you know, have a circle of trust. You know, have a circle of trust. These are people that you trust that you can stay close to. Uh, because people that you trust, number one, they'll be very honest with you, right? And then you can be comfortable sharing your deepest fears, right? So my, my younger brother, by the way, Rajesh Anandan, is a, hmm. uh, lives in New York. He's a founder of a company called Ultranox, right? So, hmm. so he published a book blog last week where he said, you know, founders and CEOs should be very transparent about the fears that they have, right? And and it's very true because again, it's about being authentic with your team, being transparent. Look, every single human being today is afraid of this crisis, right? For various reasons, you know, either you're worried about what's going to happen to your parents, you're worried about what might happen to your family. A lot of people are obviously worried about, you know, whether they can actually get, you know, you know, is there enough you know, how can they get access to basic essentials? Uh, a lot of people are worried about whether their company is going to be around or not and so on and so forth, right? So, so, so again, being transparent about everything is a good thing. And, and I find that, you know, there are too many founders who are not doing that. The last thing you should do is go into a shell. You know, yeah. go into a shell. Your teams, they will basically assume the worst, right? So, so just be transparent. And, you know, I am amazed to see how teams step up when you're transparent, when you're authentic, teams step up, right? I mean, you know, I was with a, talking to a, a founder two days ago and he said his entire senior leadership team a week and a half ago came and said, we want to reduce the senior leadership team collectively by 50%. It was their idea. It wasn't the founder's idea, right? Now, of course, the founder had said, look, he's not going to take a salary for the next year, right? So uh, the founders had. So so they, they, they were not going to. So, so again, you know, I think that becomes important. So take care of yourself. Be positive. This is going to be really, really hard, right? And and the last thing I would say is, I've always believed when you get into a situation like this, Pankaj, focus mm. on the things that you can control. Yeah. There are many things that you cannot control. Don't mm. focus on that, right? Because you could spend every single waking minute, you know, watching NDTV or CNN or CNBC or Al Jazeera or whatever favorite yeah. that you have or Economic Times, reading Economic Times and following the minute yeah. by minute you know, increases in cases in the in India or the world or the state that you're in or the city that you're in and how many people, you know what I mean? You can do all of that, right? Um, and you can worry about it, all the things. But, you know, there are a lot of things you can't control, right? Now, obviously, you know, I think we're seeing a lot of founders step up and contribute uh, to, to the nation, right, in terms of driving initiatives. I mean, obviously, that is something you can do something about it, right? So I've always believed that in general, not just in crises, but in general, mm. you know, focus on things that you can control. And if you focus on things that you can control and, and you stay positive, you know, you're going to have good outcomes, right? And, and, and the last thing I would say is keep in mind that this will also pass, right? The human race has overcome every single challenge that has come our way for 5,000 years. Every single challenge, right? So we, this will also pass. What we don't know, Pankaj, as you know, is how long it's going to take. But what we yeah. do know is when it's over, the startups that are still around, and I mean, I'm still around because there is going to be consolidation, right? I mean, that's a reality. But the startups yeah. that are going to be still around, and I'm really hopeful that will be a large number of them, are going to be 10x better. Why are they going to be 10x better? Because the management teams are 10x better, right? They came together much more. All the frivolous stuff is gone out the window. You know, unit economics are going to be seriously positive, right? These companies are going to execute so much better. And the founders themselves would have essentially taken 10 years of learning that they would have had building their companies and they would have got it in 12 months. 
Yeah. Right? They would have had to be decisive. They would have had to focus on things. They would have had to kind of, you know, sort of zone out on things that they can't control and focus on what they can control. Right? They would have learned how to be empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so 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 I think the positive light out of this is, you know, if there was one, um, is that you know, whenever we get across this, whether it's six months, twelve months, eighteen months, more likely, sort of the latter two categories, right? Mm-hmm. The company, your company, is going to be in a much much better place. You as a founder are going to be in a much, much better place. By the way, you would have done a whole set of things that you wish you would not have done. But remember, if you don't do those things, you will not have a company. <laughs> so, so more built to last uh, companies. The, I'm telling you, Pankaj, you know, I can tell you one thing. By December 31st, 2021, which mm. call it, you know, whatever, 18 or 19 months from now, right? Mm. The, comp- the startups in India are going to be in so much of a stronger position than today, right? If you think about 2018, it was growth, 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 growth at any cost, right? Yeah, you know, we yeah. built some awesome companies, but you know, very few of them make any money, and the yes. economics are deeply negative. In 2019, had two halves, right? First half was same, same, growth, growth, growth. 2019, mm. second half became, oh yeah, we should focus on some unit economics. I think now we are entering the era that says, build a viable economic model, mm. right? Create real economic value. And I think, you know, at the end of 2021, we look back and say, wow, the companies that are there are just so strong, right? The economics are strong. They're viable economic model. The management teams came together. Look, it's almost like saying, right, when you, when you have a team, right, the strongest bonded teams are teams that go in a battle. Absolutely. Those are the strongest bonded teams, right? And, and your, you and your team are in battle now, by the way. You're not going into battle. You are in battle as we speak. And that team, when you make it past and you make it through and you return home, let's say, whether it's 12 or 18 months from now, you're just going to be in a, you know, extraordinarily better position. Yeah. No, very well said. Before I let you go on, Rajan, you know, what? just one more thing. A lot of founders are asking this question if, they, if this is the time when they should throw in the tile. Because the question about should I keep doing my startup or should I stop it is going to uh, bite them even more during this period, right? What What's that litmus test? Uh, what are the signals to know if you should do it or you should not do it? So, I, look, I, I don't think there's an answer to that. At the end of the day, it's a very individual, you know, it's a, it's a very personal thing, right? Um, um, you know, so I, I would say, look, but there are a few factors, right, that are, Sort of uh, like, for instance, you know, if you're out of cash runway and once we get past the lockdown, which could be in two weeks or, could, you know, depending on how long India goes in lockdown. Right. When we get past, if you, let's say you're out of cash completely. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take one end of the spectrum. You're out of cash completely. Uh, you cannot make April payroll. And let's say if the lockdown opens up, let's say uh, April 14th or, you know, May 1st or whatever, even after the lockdown opens up you don't have a business that's going to generate positive cash and you don't have an existing set of investors who are willing to step up. Hmm. That might be very difficult, right? Uh, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and there, you know, in that case, if you've built something valuable, right, let's say some tech or some product that's valuable, then, you know, you should probably fi- try to see if you can find a home for it, right? Meaning uh, do an acquihire or, or, or so on and so forth. So, so I would say, you know, that, that is sort of, I've described to you, right? A, very, very difficult situation, but I do think there are quite a number of companies in that bucket, right? And, and you know, the problem, the reason, by the way, the challenge, if you will, for that set of companies is one of the things that I mentioned, 
which is when things open up do you have a business that on you know but not maybe not day 1 but day 10 after opening up will actually generate some cash flow hmm. right you can't live on you know if you're out of cash and you can't raise money you know you can't live on it right uh, but i th- i think to outside of that my view is even if you have let's say 6 weeks of cash left mm-hmm. right, you know take a set of actions that will get make 6 weeks into 12 weeks and use yeah. the next 2 3 weeks to really figure out how are you going to make a set of changes right i mean i'm amazed to see how agile uh, you know many of our startups are pankaj right because they, what you know some of them are going to come out of this in like 2 3 weeks with a very different product yes right because they're saying oh wow you know we've learned a lot in this period in terms of what customers want what customers don't want right because you know this is the era, the next 2 years are going to be the era of must have not nice to have so if you have a nice to have product you know that's probably not where you want to be right but you can use this time to actually figure out the must have product that you want to have so but i i really do hope look um you know i i obviously have been as an angel investor before sequoia investing in founders yeah. for a very long time but the last 7 months pankaj i spend every single waking minute uh, <laughs> you know with founders right and and one of my biggest takeaways is this is by far the most difficult job in the world to be a founder right and you would agree to your founder yeah. look you signed up to be a founder knowing that it was going to be really difficult well yeah. guess what now yeah. is the real test yeah so either you can stay and fight or you can give up and leave right and and i really do hope that founders stay and fight but remember fight thoughtfully right yeah. <laughs> even at war you need a strategy right so you need a strategy but but look i think i think this is the test right this is why you know founders become founders right to do the absolute impossible well you know unfortunately the entire world has been dealt this card right it makes it very very difficult but uh, you know so so i would say yeah be very very thoughtful right i mean i find that you know entrepreneurs who you know can be so resilient right so adaptive and uh, they can make it through right look what's the worst thing go back to the original team Correct. the original team go back to the drawing board the original team right now it's hard to do right especially if you've been at for a couple of years how do we go back to the original well you can that's mm-hmm. called being decisive right? and and build from there right and and uh, so you can go from there but uh, look it's a i'll say pankaj it is a very very difficult time and i think every founder should know that they are not alone at all everybody else is going through the same thing and they should reach out they should reach out and make sure that their circle of trust and others who can help uh, are really be there to help absolutely rajan and, and and thank you so much for your time i know you have battles to fight and founders to back uh, please stay safe and stay resilient thank you thank you pankaj same to you and stay safe take care bye bye